This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. Today is Friday. Not Thursday, nope. as it should be. June the 9th. 6-9, baby. Nice. 6-9, buddy. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Lucky timing, yeah. Cecil. Yeah. Because today, normally, guys, we record on Thursday. But we had some stuff come up. We had to push back our recording. I'm recording from home today. Cecil's recording from the studio today. So we're separated in physicality. But, Cecil, I feel like today... Yeah. We are together in spirit. You know, we are united as one yes, in spirit Yesterday today. night, when we were going to be recording, I was going to be like, this is the fucking Pat Robertson show. I'm like, holy yeah, man, shit, Pat thing. Robertson. Pat Robertson's dead. Uh-huh. This is going to be the Pat Robertson show. I was going to come on and be like, how dare he not wait till our seventh hundredth episode to fucking die? Like, I was like ready to go. <laughs> and then Trump indictment. And and at first you're like, Trump indictment. You're like, okay. You're like, all right. Yeah, Trump indictment. I think we've seen this movie before. This is like part two. This is Fast and the Furious. What now? And then we get <laughs> right. to the actual unsealing. And you're like, oh, this is a whole new level of Fuckery. Oh, dude. This so 38 counts. Special counsel Jack Smith released the indictment. It's 38 counts. Um, these are counts um ranging from obstruction all the way through to counts that rely on the Espionage, the Espionage Act, Act, man. As as the basis for those for those <laughs> charges. Christ. So according to New York Times, the case involving the case against Trump here, it's it's pretty fucking robust, man. It's pretty. Did you see the pictures of how the documents yeah, they, were being stored? Yeah, no, I mean it's seriously. So just like in, it looks like it looks like boxes, I mean, man. It looks like it looks like you walked in and someone was moving like a budget rent a car, and they're like moving yeah, across man. the city, and like yeah, we have to move to a new office, and these are the documents we have. Like it seriously they're looks just in bankers looks, boxes. It looks as secure as a budget rent a car. That's what it looks like. Yeah. I was immediately reminded. So, the, so, so in the way back machine, way back in the day, I used to work for this shitty, shitty title insurance company, the first title company I ever worked for, and that company Cecil would take all of its, like all of our files. Uh-huh. We'd, we'd do these loans and you know these yeah. transactions and everything. Put them in a t-shirt big file, and then just boom, just Wait, shoot them. Worse, somewhere. worse. That would have been better. I would, so this company's out of business, so I don't care anymore about that. <laughs> so they, we would take all these files. Here's why, and then everyone. We, yeah. <laughs> here is why. Here is why. And this is actually a level of security, guys. I'm going to describe something that was literally illegal also. And, and it was a level of security equal to the same kind of security that the former president used 
to secure documents right. that were, we'll get to it, intensely sensitive. So at this company, Cecil, we'd have boxes, you'd produce boxes and boxes and boxes of these documents, sure. right? These banker boxes of yeah. these documents. Every closing and is like one 700 fucking documents for some reason. It's like, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. unbelievable. Yeah. So I can imagine you guys had a surplus of documents. It's just thousands and thousands of, do of, of documents, hundreds of boxes of, of stuff. And we would put them in the basement when we were sure, done with them, yeah. right? So you'd walk down to the basement <laughs> and, if, and at some point you filled up all the shelves in the basement and the owner of the company was like, well, I'm not buying more shelves. Shelving is expensive. So just start stacking them. And then we would just start stacking them in the corner. And then the, the, the piles of boxes would start to get like really, really high and, you get, you, you're, and you're always running. So like at this job, like it was like actually a ridiculously fast paced, high stress job. And so you'd like be just trying to move boxes out of the office because eventually you kind of walled in and you go run boxes down. You're just kind of throwing them wherever sure. in the basement. Yeah. And then one day the basement flooded. Oh no. Water comes into the basement, soaks through the boxes and the documents at the bottom of these, of these fucking like, Egyptian fucking tomb stacks of documents. <laughs> and then the document, Cecil, they fall, these boxes, they fall into the water, uh -huh. probably a foot of water. Sure. And then they, yeah. you know, they're not secure anymore. They fall. And then uh, I've, a seen mass. This, I've seen this movie. Then the electricity touches it and it turns into Title Man. <laughs> it's Title Man. I'm coming <laughs> at you. It's, uh, it's like, okay, I get it. I've seen it before. Okay. So I, and nobody knows the basement flooded, right? <laughs> so we didn't know. Because nobody goes down to the basement until you're nobody going down to the basement. But so, What's that I go smell the basement of wet paper, guys? Do you guys yeah, smell dude, wet paper? For, for real, because like we're, it's an office building <laughs> that had this basement that nobody went down to except for, for storage. So, so we went down. I have no idea how long the water oh, was there. Jesus, Tom. And there's just documents moldy and flo nice. like not floating, but just like in the water. Sure. And I call the owner of the company and I'm like, hey man, here's what happened. He's like, well, I guess we're throwing those all out. And then they just threw it all out. <laughs> which you literally cannot do. You're required by law to keep these documents for a certain period of time. You have a fiduciary responsibility like to years. hold these documents. It's not like a couple weeks, Years and right? years, years. No, yeah. he just, we just, he just threw them all nice. out, man. Well, he was just like, yeah, we'll just get someone to come in and clean it all up and pump the water is, out and throw them all admittedly, out. Admittedly, Tom, that is a way to clear the shelves out. Like, I mean, you it know, you, clear the shelving you can't out. hold that against him. He needed more shelving and he didn't want to buy it. I mean, I feel like he figured this all out. He did. He nailed it. And they, and they're, uh, I think he went to jail. So he's for something different, but still like they, they, uh, they had a defalcation oh, and the company went out of business. But sad. so that is not much different. <laughs> it really isn't. These are like documents. Trump stole these documents that were supposed to go to yeah. the national archive that are classified top secret documents relating to our national yeah. security invasion plans, potential invasion yeah. plans for uh, Iran, nuclear documents, documents pertaining to our, our nuclear security. These are documents he just had in a fucking box, man. Yeah. Just like the crazy fucking title company that I worked <laughs> for that went out of business because they were corrupt. You, you treat your kid's drawing of your house with a son with more care than, <laughs> than this guy treated the nuclear secrets. Like, I mean, you you at least know where that is, right? It's on your fridge. Right. You know where it is. There's a fucking magnet on it. You know where it is. This guy, <laughs> and, and it's not like he didn't essentially flash this and show this to everybody. We know he did. We know because one of the major 
pins in this case, one of the reasons why they're bringing this up and why there's so many counts and why the Espionage Act is being, because he said it to a group of people on tape and they have that tape, right? He's waving around a document that talks about an attack on Iran and they're like, and, that, and he's not supposed to have it. Like, I mean, like, you're yeah. not supposed to have this stuff. Why would you have this stuff? There's uh, there's only I two, re two reasons to have this stuff. One is nefarious. Tom, you said another one before we started recording. Yeah, I think I think it's it's either it's either nefarious or this is braggadocious. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I think it's I think there's a there, and the thing is that like it could be both, right? You know, it doesn't why stop, not yeah, both, it doesn't right? stop it from yeah. being both, right? <laughs> So, and because like this is right from the article, prosecutors presented evidence that Mr. Trump shared a highly sensitive plan of attack against Iran to visitors at his golf club in Bedminster, New Jersey in 2021, was recorded on tape describing the material as highly confidential and secret while admitting it had not been declassified. In another incident in September of 21, he shared a top secret military map nice. with a staffer at his political action Jesus. committee who did not have any security clearance. This is, part of me is just like, I think he thought it was cool. Yeah, that could be. I right? think this is a shitty old man who thinks he's a big swinging dick and he shits in a gold covered fucking toilet and is just a giant piece of human garbage. A toy, and he just, this is like, this is his new golden chandelier, right? Is, that he yeah, can show right. people. This is the thing. This is, the this is a dick yeah. showing contest. Yeah. You know, it's, it reminds me of that kid who was caught with the, the national secret documents on the Discord server. Like he did it to show right. off, yes. right? He did, he did it to show off and then it's like, oh, and that stuff got leaked and that's crazy and that stuff shouldn't be leaked. This whole thing is now being, uh, you know, and, and, and you know, like there's immediately right away, and I want to say this out loud, expect some sort of terrorism. Like, immediately, there was some rumblings from the far right about how the killing yeah. needs to start now. So understand that this is going to spur... Wait, they said the killing needs yeah, to start now? Yeah, that was a Vice now? article. Let me find it, Tom. I'll just read the title. Jesus Christ, what? Like, what are they talking about? Like, killing, like, Jack Smith, the the, the prosecutor? Are they talking about... Let me look it up. About, Let me look uh, it up. Hold on. What are they... Oh, my God. Vice... Vi, this is from Vice News. We need to start killing. Trump's far-right supporters are threatening civil war. Within minutes of Trump's oh indictment, God. supporters lit up social media platform with violent threats and calls for civil war. We need to start killing these... Traitorous fuckstains, wrote one Trump supporter on the Donald, a rabidly pro-message board that played a key role in the planning of the January 6th attack. Another user added, it's not going to stop until bodies start stacking up. We are not civilly represented anymore. They'll come for us next. Some of us, they already have. So this is, I mean, like, nobody's come for you unless you're a seditious traitor. No, who's knocked on your I door, know. Cecil? Is anybody, like, in, in the last several years... <laughs> Or ever, you know, I'll just, I'll also take ever. Have the fucking FBI ever knocked on your doors? Like, as long as you're not a seditious sure. traitor, as long as you did not like, I don't know, storm the Capitol yeah. with force and violence, right. as long as you didn't like wear a fucking eye patch and plan to, you know, take over the fucking federal government. Like, you have to be a Cobra villain. Yeah. Like, that's what you have to be at this point. You have to have, like, like a reflective face mask. We are at a point where I think somebody could have, like, 
a spear made out of like a snake or whatever. I 100% want to see Laura Ingram dressed up like the Baroness. Actually, now that I think about it, Lauren Boebert kind of looks like the Baroness. Now that I think about it, she kind of looks like the Baroness. And if Marjorie Taylor Greene looks like Serpentor. So I think we're... She does. <laughs> Dude, I, like, the only reason the FBI would ever visit me is because there's a fugitive somewhere in my bushes around my house. Like, there's no reason they're going to come knocking on my door. And they're not going to come knocking on any of these other people's doors until they post, we need to start killing people in forums. Then maybe they'll knock on your door. The reason why you're saying that they're going to come knocking on your door is because you're doing something right now that's inciting violence that made draw their attention for crying out loud. Are you kidding me? And also this guy, they're not going to scare this prosecutor with this kind of language. I don't know if you've no, seen this no, guy, this Jack Smith all. guy. Holy shit, does he have resting fuck around and find out face, doesn't he? Like, I mean, like, <laughs> look does, at that dude. guy. He, he, does. he 100%, like, he looks like the kind of, like, he looks like your dad looks at three in the morning when you're sneaking in. Like, every moment of his <laughs> life, he's just staring dead. He looks like a guy that, like, you would go watch a, a what the fuck, Quentin Tarantino movie, and he'd be the guy who'd show up when you have to hide a body or get a body out of there. Yeah, like, right. he's that guy. <laughs> And then you wind up in the same grave as that body at the end well, of the whole movie because he's like, I don't need any loose ends. I'm going to get rid of them all. This guy's terrifying. He's like, he's got a trunk full of acid. He drives around with, you know, actually it, it's a good point because when, when he actually uh, unsealed the indictment, what he did was he was hiding in the basement at Mar-a-Lago in the dark. And then when Trump opened the door, he just reached up and turned a lamp on that was directly over exactly. his head and was like, just, oh, I see someone's decided uh, to come home. So when, he, when, he opens up the, when he opens up the indictment, it glows like the briefcase on Pulp Fiction. Right, it's Pulp Fiction. glowing. Uh, but this guy, like, this guy's not going to scare. You're not going to scare this guy. No. This guy's a, no. a season. And, you know, the other thing, too, that you got to point out. This is a grand jury. This isn't one guy who chose to do this. This isn't one guy who just shows up and says, we're going to bring this up. You know, a grand jury is, is what, 18, 20 people or something like that? There's a lot of people on a grand jury. This isn't just one yeah. person who makes this decision unilaterally. They make this decision based on evidence, and then they show that evidence to the grand jury, and then the grand jury is like, yeah, man, that's enough probable cause. Why don't you do it? Yeah, man, but you know what does worry me, Cecil, is that the case for the initial hearing yeah. was handed over to Aileen or yeah, Eileen, I'm not who, sure how her name is pronounced, Cannon. The lady who mishandled and, his other case. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And she absolutely fucking sucked. Now, like this lady is read, absolutely in his pocket. I thought I read though that she's just overseeing the first part of it, like the actual indictment part. And that the decision based on who's going to actually try this case and be the judge might not have been decided yet. I don't know. There's just, there's been so much sort of speculation moving forward on this that it's hard to follow. It's been only like, you know, 12 hours or something. An hour, yeah, so, right. Yeah. But, but from what I read, a couple of different things. One is, is that since she mishandled that other case so badly, if she is the judge, it should be pretty easy to get it out of her hands because she mishandled that other case so 
badly that they could just be like, no, there's precedent for her not to be a person who's involved. In God, this. I hope so, yeah. man. But like my faith in the fucking I know. federal the judiciary the is way. essentially zero. I know. And he's essentially zero. He's, you know, if all the things, you know, you could call Trump a moron for a lot of things, but him stacking the fucking federal judge deck was one of the smartest things he could have done. He filled that whole thing with basically his appointees. And these are a lot of his lapdogs. So he's got a lot of people who are, who are involved in the judicial system, big high up judges that he can, that, that it really feels like he can lean on and they will lean in his favor and they don't care if it's favoritism. Uh -huh. No, they don't. The thing is that like, like we've talked about before, there doesn't appear to be any substantive like legal or ethical action that can be taken against these judges. These judges, can, there's a, I, I guess I never understood up until fairly recently, like how incredibly in depth, the power that these guys wield really is. Yeah. It's intense, the amount of power you have as a federal judge. It's just absolutely yeah. fucking crazy, the amount of power that you have. You, you are, we are, we're looking right now at a situation. This is how crazy the world is. And sometimes it's, it's good to just kind of summarize and put everything in one place. It's like right now, the leading Republican candidate, the leading Republican candidate for the 2024 presidential election pre-primary is the former president, twice impeached, now twice indicted, found liable in a civil suit for sexual misconduct, who presided over the only insurrection and storming of the American Capitol in American history. That guy is the leading yep. Republican yep. candidate yep. for the 2024 election. There, there's a level at which it like descends out of farce. I don't know what's past farce anymore. Like tragedy? I think it's just tragedy, right? Like what, what he said, I remember we talked about this a million times, but like he did say like, I could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue. I wouldn't lose a single vote. Is he testing that? Is that the next I thing? Mean, do do we like we open up the fucking times tomorrow and it's like fucking Trump shoots somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and then like would there be people on the Donald still yeah there would be what? people on the Donald still defending it's not him. just the people on the like, Donald though it's like here here's a here's a little bit from that story down farther on that same page because this yeah. is like a mega thread that they have on New York Times right so there's little pieces as you work your way down there's like this big long mega thread and one of them says Mr Trump's allies on the far right of the House Republican Conference had veered into making bellicose threats that sound like calls to arms. Representative Andy Biggs, Republican from Arizona, tweeted, we, we have now reached a war phase, eye for an eye. Representative Clay Higgins, Republican Louisiana, appeared to summon supporters to Mr. Trump's arraignment in Miami on Tuesday. Quote, buckle up, 150K. I don't know what that is. You know you you know, know your bridges. Rock steady, calm. That is all. End quote. He wrote on Twitter in an what apparent reference mean? to what military maps. I don't know, dude. I have no idea. Oh, okay. It's military. <laughs> it all sounds it all crazy. Sounds stupid. But in any case, like like there's these these reporters know what these things mean because they've researched it. So they know that these are calls to arms. These are you know you could say something like this, and this is a, this isn't like some joke. 
of a person who has an eye patch who shot his own fucking eye out who runs a whole bunch of losers. <laughs> it's not that. This is a fucking guy who got elected as a representative in the House of Representatives. These are these are people with a lot yeah. of power. They got one five hundredth of the steering wheel of this country, right? These are important, important people. And, and the idea that they're on Twitter making these kind of very open threats. These people are on message boards making open threats. Expect this to happen. I mean, expect something bad to happen. This is not going to be good. This isn't going to be just, oh, we got them, guys. This is going to be a disaster no, no. because they're already trying to discredit these things as nothing because they've been backed into a corner because the whole time they had no idea really what was in there. And now they've been backed up into a corner trying to discredit this for so long. And none of these people can ever take a step backwards and say, I'm I, clearly I messed up. Yeah, dude. And the other thing to keep in mind is that immediately, immediately after being indicted, immediately after being indicted, the fundraising emails oh, of course. go out. Like, he is just going to get richer and richer and richer yeah. on this. And there, there is a strong, there is a palpable sense that all this is going to do, all these indictments. Look, it's it's very, very likely that in the very near future here, like, like really in a matter of weeks, probably, if not maybe a couple of months, he'll be also indicted in Georgia. Yeah. He is almost certainly going to be facing yeah. three criminal indictments, possibly four. Yeah. He also may be indicted in other federal charges related to January yes. 6th. Now, I'm not holding out a lot of hope for that. So, like, set that aside. He's almost certainly going to be indicted in the state of Georgia as well. So, he, he, and he, what he's going to do is he's going to leverage all of this, leverage all of this to just get richer yeah. because the fucking country is half full of crazy dipshits. Yeah. They're going to total they're crazy dipshits. They're going to vote for him. I was listening to, the Daily or Slate, What's Next, or something, one of those morning shows I listen to, like the Daily Morning Podcasts. Um, and they were talking about how 30% of the Republican electorate is basically Trump no matter what. Just doesn't matter. It's just Trump no matter what. They don't care. There's nothing at all that will move them from that position. And I'm just like, what fucking magic dick did he fuck you with? Like what in the world kind of amazing magic fucking gold touch Midas dick did he use to fuck you? There's nobody that I would swear that level of fealty to Cecil. I don't know, man. If they turned into a fucking traitor it's, to this country. Like because seriously, this is traitor. It is. And 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 to 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 that point, just really quickly to that point. You know, this is something people die for. The things that he gave that he had in his in these boxes that were like not even secure, that he was waving around rooms, you can get killed for that. Like, and I'm not saying get killed by like some random person. I'm saying the United States government can get a rope out and kill you with it. That's what can happen if you trade yeah. these kind of things, if you trade these kind of secrets, you can literally get killed for it. So these are not, this is not just a, a hand wave away, but the reason why these people like him so much, we found out a couple weeks ago when they when they pulled these people onto why they wanted Trump or what, what they wanted a Republican candidate was because he made liberals mad. 
The thing is, mm-hmm. liberals are yeah. mad at him, not because of who he is. I mean, yeah, he's a shitty person, but I mean, here's the thing. He's a terrible person, but if he did a good job as president, I think everybody could just be like, yeah, man, he did a good job as president. He's fucking awful and he's stupid and he's a fucking brain dead moron, but he did a good job as president. No, he's a bad person doing bad things in office, hurting as many people yes. as possible. And that's why the liberals don't like him and he's breaking laws and that's why the liberals don't like him, but that doesn't matter to them. To them, it's a it's a way to say, I don't, I'm happy that they're upset that he's still around. I'm happy about yep. that. It doesn't have anything to do with any kind of, it's, it has nothing to do with anything he can give them. It has nothing to do no, with that. It, no, yeah. The only thing he it can has give them to do is to with, reinforce their hate. That's all he can do. Right. Yeah, because we're, we're in a place like where we have a politic of anger and yes. fury, yes. right? And that's the politic that this 30% represents. They represent a, a political action and a, and, an, and a political activism that is based not on any kind of policy or vision for the country or, yeah. you know, like even like dearly held, like, mis- like, like we can disagree sharply on the role of government in the life of the individual on taxation on sure. how big the, the the military should be we can we can disagree and have wildly divergent views on really really important topics but 30% of the republican party doesn't care about any of that no they don't and that's exactly your point right they don't and they never did and they never will they because none of this is substantive all of this is they're mad yeah. and they want you yeah. to be mad. Yeah. They hate you. They want to, they want you to feel yeah. their, their, their hate. They want to really like, this is about lashing out. It's a politic of vengeance and retribution. And like, and, and really this is like massively based in white male chauvinistic bigotry. Absolutely. That's like massively based in white is. male chauvinistic bigotry. And make no mistake we rarely see rich white men held to account in this country and don't hold your breath for this one to be. Don't hold your no. breath that yeah, this is I know. one that's going to have this, that somehow this is going to change things. I don't think this is going to change things. I think these are very serious charges, but I have a feeling like he's not going to feel the full extent of the law like somebody else might. He's going to feel a very privileged if he does even feel anything, he's going to feel a very privileged arm of that law. And that's what's going to happen. And that's going to be the worst that happens to him. You know, my, my biggest worry with this, I'm curious, I'm curious what your, my biggest worry here, Cecil, is that the case itself, because federal criminal cases from everything I've read and have come to understand, they take a long time to move through the system. And there's a lot that can be done to sort of stall and, you know, and that and that's that's the game, right? And the wealthier you are, the longer you can stall things. Even criminal cases very often, right? Like, so my worry is that this will take so long, and then he ends up president and it goes away. Because the Justice Department is the one that's actually pursuing this. So if you're Trump, these charges, even though they've been like these are serious federal criminal charges. If he seizes control of the Justice Department, they'll go away. If they will a thousand percent go away. I also think, though, you know, I don't know what this means, but the person who spoke, the Jack Jack Smith, that special prosecutor, 
he specifically said, we will make sure this is a speedy trial. So he specifically Man, said that. I fucking that. hope so. So, and I think because they all they understand. Don't, they all understand yeah. what's at stake here. That the moment he's, he's, you know, on that stage, he can say a ton of stuff. And they can't really stop him from, I mean, they've clearly never been able to stop him from talking about any of this stuff. I mean, he's, he's, uh, every time he gets out there, he's a, he's a mess. He's I, I can't believe he hasn't been indicted before because the things he says seem illegal. You know, <laughs> he just says, I can right. do these things and I have these papers and that's okay because I made them not be classified by thinking about him. This is, this is a, it feels to me like an open admission that he had these papers. And then once you find out that he knew about how to declassify him, you're just like, no, that's I mean. Like, come on, man. This is like catching the guy with your bike after he stole it. This is For super real. easy. This is, this doesn't require Sherlock Holmes and a big magnifying glass. This, we've got all the evidence we need. So I feel like there's going to be a swiftness to this. At least there has to be, or to your point, it's just, uh, it's, it's essentially a nothing. And I, and I do want to address now, because I think it's important to address it now and probably to continue to address it as we go forward, that there is a massive and important and factual distinction between these documents and the documents that were found in the Biden residence yeah. and in, in the Pence residence, right? And here's the, here's the distinction. The distinction is not, and the problem is not, and the indictments are not related to, oh, he just had these documents, yeah. right? Because mistakes happen. So the entire system is set up to basically, if, if Trump had said, oh, you know what? My bad, took them by accident. Here they are. I've surrendered all the documents. We've done a, uh, we've done our due diligence. We've done a careful search. There are no other documents. That's not what happened. That's exactly what did happen in the case of Pence and Biden, right? Is it was like, hey, let's go see if anyone else has any documents. Hey, look, turns out we had some documents. Here they are. We surrender them. You're welcome to look around and show up the place. We don't want to keep them. It was just an honest mistake, right? It's a mistake that shouldn't be made and is really upsetting as far as yeah. knowing that the national security of this country is this fucking lax. But it's clear that Democrats and Republicans both made the same mistake. Right. Yeah. The difference with the Trump indictment is that he obstructed the process of retrieving those documents officially and in, in, intelligently and on, intentionally at every step. They lied. They obstructed. They hid. They, they, they tried to drag things out. And the whole time he was doing it, he 100% knew he had the documents. There's a big difference, right? Like, if I take work home with me and I think I grabbed all my file folders and put them back in my briefcase and drove to work and then you come to my house and you're like, hey man, you forgot one of these file folders and you're not allowed to have it. I say, oh fuck man, that's yours, take it. That's different than if I take that file folder and hide it under sure. the fucking couch sure. cushions and lock my sure. door so you can't get in. Yeah. There's a huge fucking difference here. There's a whataboutism that the right yes. is trying to yeah. spread. And it's important to never let that go, right? Because they, it's a massive, massive difference. It's the reason no one's coming after Pence, right? Right? No one's knocking on Mike Pence's door with criminal yeah. charges because he was like, "Hey, man, take a look around. If you see it, and it's yours. You can have yeah, it." And this is, and that's all anybody. That's that's all the responsibility any of them have. Yeah. And this is the lie that Trump is spreading, right? Trump is trying to tell another big lie to get out of this trouble by saying. 
I'm the only one being indicted, but there was mm -hmm. a bunch of boxes that were missing. And then people obviously latch onto that because they're like, yeah, see, Trump knows it, it, it. Everybody else should be indicted as well. And you're absolutely right. And it's not just that he tried to hide them too. It's that he said he had them, given them all. So he's like, yeah, no, you have them all. Yeah, no, you get I, right. I did because they because there was all I don't know if you remember, but this was like this is like three times they had to go back to him. They had to go back to him because yep. they're just like, no, man, like like I I checked out your library book and I got the thing, the due date, and it's missing. Like we <laughs> we keep records too badly, but we still keep them. We, yeah, and so we know that you badly. have stuff. And then he's like, oh shit, I I guess I still do. And then you know, but like you're right, he's he's doing his best to thwart this at every turn. This is. This is a man who clearly knows he did things wrong and didn't care. And the fact yeah. that he's that he that this is finally coming home to roost isn't satisfying because we know we've seen him get out of so much trouble. It'll only be satisfying the moment they put the cuffs on his tiny little hands. And then you're like, okay, oh, no, this wait. is that's satisfying now. Now I'm satisfied. But until then, I'm gonna be very leery and I'm also gonna be on guard because his the people that follow him are insane. And that I also don't insane. feel like he's going to be held accountable really that much anyway. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. So Cecil, in some other news, some good news. See, there's like a lot of good news this yeah, week, a couple actually. Of right in a row here. Pat motherfucking oh. Robertson. Dead as fuck. Hold on a second. Let me get, dead, let me get the, dead, the, dead, the, dead. the trumpet in here. <laughs> Nobody, I, I mean, people care, mainly care, because Pat Robertson was a piece of trash. Pat Robertson was a grotesque human being, and he was a grotesque human being for decades. He was uh, the type of person who would say hurtful, awful shit to any single minority he could possibly do. He was racist. He was homophobic. He was an awful jackass of a human being. And the fact that he's dead made the world a little bit better. He's not, a, he's also a very yes. rich human being too. Like people like, you know, he came out in his, you know, same old suit that he wore like every single time. But that dude sold a business for over a billion dollars to a, a Republican. So, I mean, he made a lot of goddamn money off this network that he sold to them. Uh, he kept himself on the air for decades. He was feeding the Christian right their marching orders for decades. He's an awful person. Every second he breathed air was bad for most people, except for the people that were sort of following him. So it's good that he's gone. It's fucking delicious that he's gone. And he should be remembered for his works. Yeah. Right? He should be remembered for the work that he did while he was here on Earth, right? Like, his death could not have happened to a nicer corpse. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it really could. Absolutely. Like, the guy has looked, he has looked dead, Cecil, for at least the last Admittedly, 15 yeah, years. No. Like, we've yeah. been doing this show for 16 years, give or take. We've been podcasting now for 16 years, almost 17 years. He has looked straight up, honest to God, dead that yeah, entire for, time. I mean, we're I talking, think, yeah, what was he? He was in his 70s and we were like, Jesus Christ, this guy yeah, looks man. like the Crypt Keeper. This is a guy who, despite leg pressing a thousand pounds, yeah. clearly <laughs> did not age <laughs> very well a at all. Pounds. A thousand pounds. That was in his, his most egregious lie, but it still was pretty that, bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is a guy... And I'm going to read from the New York Times article here. There's a million articles about, about his horrible legacy of mean-spirited bigotry that, and I want to be clear, that he used just to make money, yep. 
right? That's why he did this. He's a fucking righteous gemstone. He did all this shit just to make money, yeah. right? This is like, it's just a fucking piece of shit. He suggested, this is right from the Times, he suggested that Americans' sinfulness brought on the September 11th terrorist attacks, that the earthquake in Haiti was divine oh, retribution. Remember this? This is so bad. For a promise the Haitians made to serve the devil yeah, they, in return for the his Haitians help in securing the country's worshipers. independence yeah. from France. Yeah. yeah. Awful. Well, and and I want to return to that one because when he says that the if you if you if you think about that earthquake one, that is divine retribution for the Haitians making a deal with the devil. They made a deal with their devil in according to this narrative for their freedom. Yeah. For the right to not be yeah. slaves. Embedded in that is that the right thing to do would have the godly thing to do would have been to stay stay enslaved. Stay stay enslaved to to your slaveholders which were the French. And also mm -hmm. God somehow yeah. Took a, I took a couple weeks off. I didn't want to do it right away. You know, I had, it was 1804 yeah, or so. Years, and right? I was like, you know what? <laughs> I got some fishing to do. So I'm going to get that out of the way. And then I'm going to get, I'll get on that <laughs> earthquake when I get on it. But you all know down the road why I did it. You know, and I thought, of, I thought about this too, see. So like, if you were a believer in this nonsense, right? in all this fucking jib-jab, sure. fucking flim-flam garbage. If you were a believer in this fucking nonsense and you were a Haitian and you had spent how many generations praying to a Christian God for your yeah. liberty? Yeah, man. And he didn't do shit. I would absolutely pray to, a de <laughs> to, to, to the devil, right? Like, if somebody's going to fucking help me, who's the evil one? Like the one who gets me I out know, of slavery. Right? God, can you imagine right? being like God, God didn't do shit. I'm I'm supposed to get fucking worked up because they made a deal with the devil. Yeah. Man, if the devil fucking produces and God is like, I don't know, enjoy your suffering. Goo, 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 goo. Oh, like fuck that. See, here's the thing. We kind of lack slavery, so it's like there's a lot of it in the Bible. It's very biblical, so we're just not going to do anything. I know I said oh, you wanted to get out of it, but. Really, there's no taxis, backsies. So sorry. <laughs> That's it. I mean, it's it's a we pathetic like and gross, and and the fact that that Pat Robertson is the kind of guy who's like, no man, that's devil worshiping if you don't like slavery. <laughs> Yeah, look, the devil's worth worshiping then, Good right? Lord. Like the devil gets fucking uh, results. I, I'm pro-devil uh, in this I'm circumstance. I'm pro-dead pro That's what I am. I'm pro-dead Pat Robertson. <laughs> Fuck that guy in the face. And I love that Fuck people him. took... Pat Robertson, who was so, he was the guy who was like, yeah, they had, uh, the, the HIV, uh, gay people have these rings that when they shake your hand, they stick you oh, with, yeah, uh, with I remember HIV blood and you, that's how you, that's how it spreads is they're out there shaking hands and killing people is awful shitty thing to say. He was happy when, when gay people were dying of HIV. And I love, I fucking love that somebody took a rainbow and put a pride, they spell that pride, and Pat Robertson's dead, everybody. And, uh, uh, nice. and Pat Robertson is dead, everybody. And it's, it spells out pride. It's perfect, and it's fucking amazing. And I love that he died during Pride Month, too. So it's just like, I hope they cover his fucking coffin in a fucking... I hope every day that someone has to scrub rainbows off his fucking headstone. That's what I hope <laughs> I for too. the rest of history. Everybody just, like throws fucking rainbows everywhere all the way around, puts little rainbow little stickums in the ground all around there constantly. That's what I hope happens. Cecil, I wonder if we, and in all seriousness, I wonder if we can from this show sponsor a, 
like a like a, a monthly rainbow flower delivery to his day. <laughs> I wonder if we can do that. Can we? I bet we can. You no, know, we probably I bet could. We can get. We probably could. Rainbow. We should look let's into find out whether or not he, we let's can find get. Out, find out where he is, and then we should every single buried. month. Every single month, we should. Every just, month, you know, we're gonna send fucking yeah. a rainbow bouquet. Yeah. I, you know, there's part of me that thinks that's awesome, and then there's another part of me that's like, man, I just want to give that money to modest needs. Fuck that guy in the face. I know, you know what I mean? man. Like it's I funny. Know. It's funny, but it's a waste of money. You're just like, you know what? Fuck that guy. I want to forget him. So I'm just like, you know, to forget you. I'm gonna forget you existed. We can't because you were fucking like the leader and the and the mouthpiece of the Christian right for so long. But he is an awful, awful person. And it's funny too. There's a weird thing that they talk about in this article, Tom, because I guess for a little bit he was even swallowing the Kool Aid when it came to uh, when it came to the. Jan before January 6th, before like the election stuff, he was all like, Oh, yeah, he was all like, Oh, oh yeah, we're gonna, you know, that this is a travesty of justice. And then two weeks later, after everything failed, he was like, You know what? Uh, I take it all back. Why don't you just move on, Trump? But that's classic Pat, yeah. that's classic yeah, right. Pat Robertson. One thing Pat Robertson could do, and in his whole life, he could do is he fucking sensed the direction of the wind, man. That guy was a fucking, like, he was a fucking wind sensor. Like, yeah. he was a fucking wind sock. Yeah. Like, he knew the direction the wind Cheeks was blowing. Were. And he knew exactly how long to maintain a direction with the fucking moral majority yeah, no, right, Christian right, right yeah. assholes in order to fleece them, in order to look right at the camera and ask for ties, yeah. right? Like, the and, and this is, again, like, this is another draft dodging guy. This is a guy who avoided you know, like combat in Korea. This is just another one of these like cowardly, you do it, not me yeah. fucking evangelistic grifter. Yeah. Rich white That's dude. That's what he is. Who's, who's spent mm -hmm. his entire career furthering the cause of rich white dudes. That's all he did. A hundred percent, man. And he's, yep. and he's, and, and he's, and he's fucking, fucking dead. dead. And you shouldn't feel bad that you feel good about that. Don't feel bad that you feel good. It's okay. Bad people die. And when they die, the world gets a little better every single yep. time. Nobody did this. Like, like think about the like awful terroristic dictators we've had in the world. And when they died, nobody was like, oh man, we really got to mourn these terroristic. No, nobody said that. Everybody was like, man, it's a good day when that guy died. It's a good day when Pat Robertson dies too. It is. And you don't have to, and I, I want to add too to that. Because, because there's always those people like, oh, you shouldn't celebrate with somebody else. Yes, you should. Yeah. First of all, yes, you absolutely should. And then there's also the like, well, you, you know, you got to take into account that there are people that loved him that will be sad. If you love a monster, I don't care how sad you are right now. I just don't. Yeah. Like if you love a guy who is a fucking monster and he's dead, I get it. Like sometimes we love monsters. They're in our family. I get it. But we don't have to feel bad that somebody loved a monster. Also, like, what is that? Like, weird empathy. Like, I've got to feel empathy for his family somehow because of this. I don't have to feel empathy for... I, I, I have no. very little empathy to go around, okay? I'm not spending right. any of it on <laughs> Pat Robertson's fucking family, okay? None of it. They get 0% of my empathy, okay? They could get their own empathy. There's plenty of people out there crying in a fucking sock for them right now. Let those people give them empathy. They don't deserve mine and they won't get it. I don't care, period. Give me my child! <laughs> my mommy. I have a gun. Tom, this is uh, my Mike favorite Pence? story we've heard in a long time. I, I love, love how bitchy. I See, so I love I this story from Jezebel. The so the the. Good. It's so bitchy it's so the way good. it's written, I and it's and it's. But the thing is, it's fucking true. Time. It's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> 
I'm going to read big Tell chunks you because have the to, writing, the is, writing so is fucking chef's kiss good. This Kylie Chung. Oh my God, you're fucking, a, you, you are our next poet laureate. It's amazing. <laughs> and before we, before I do that, can we talk about the picture <laughs> of Mike Pence wearing like some kind of, of, of like motorcycle gear? Yeah, he's got like a vest on. And he's on like yeah. a scooter it, or uh, something. He's on a bike of some kind, I'm sure. Yeah, but it has a big windscreen and, on Oh it. my God, does <laughs> he look lame? It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> He looks so fucking lame. He just looks like the lamest poser that ever oh, posed for a fucking pose. Man. He's so fucking bad. So here's the here's the here's this from Jezebel. Mike Pence, who won't interact alone with women other than his wife, launches presidential bid. Mwah, mwah, it's and perfect. A, it's a perfect and, sentence. And the, there are very few perfect subheading. sentences in the world. This is a perfect <laughs> sentence, Tom. <laughs> An adult man who is myopically obsessed with abortion and calls his wife mother will make his best attempt to come off as normal for the next year or so. It's the best writing in the world. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. God, it's uh, fucking perfect. It's official. <laughs> Former Vice President Mike Pence is running for president. And I, for one, think that a man who still can't bring himself to condemn former President Donald Trump, despite Trump recently suggesting his supporters who chanted hang Mike Pence on January 6th might have been justified, <laughs> is exactly the tough guy we need to get this nation back on track. This fucking neck. Uh, In an impotent little video <laughs> shared on Fox News and Twitter on Wednesday oh, morning. Stop, the, stop it, my sides hurt. Oh, <laughs> my sentient dish rag. Sentient dish <laughs> is the greatest thing you could call him. A sentient <laughs> dish rag. Oh, God, it's all so good. Oh. <sighs> Declares that different times call for different leadership. He then proclaims today before God and my family, I'm announcing <laughs> I'm running for president of the United States. Oh, my God. This is, first of all, no one is going to vote for Mike oh, Pence. They, the right hates him too. I don't mean he's going to have a tiny little room full of people. Like there's like, like, you know, a small block of voters from, he'll probably win Indiana. He is popular with flies. I will say that. <laughs> he's Indiana very popular, popular with flies. populated by a lot of flies. <laughs> so they can weight yeah. things down, you know? During, during the vice presidential debate, when the fly just landed on him, obviously recognizing the stench of it Indiana, Indiana shit. smelled on him. It's like, man, you smell yeah, like right. home. You smell like, you smell like a meth lab covered in cow shit. It's the best. This is, it was, they're just like, that was the, 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 the fly was calling him father. Like instead of his wife calling him mother. I love this so much though. This is such a bitchy, awesome article, but his little thing coming forward, he, he did come out and say in, in part of his speech, he said, anyone who holds themselves above the constitution should never get your vote for president. And anyone who tries to uh, hold, make others hold him above the constitution should never get your vote for president. So he's clearly, he's, he's, as Pence as he can saying, don't vote vote for Trump. That's as Pence as he yeah. possibly can do it. It's the most weak sauce, wishy-washy, dish rag, sentient dish rag type of <laughs> the is. way in which you would it say is. something to try to convince somebody of something. That is what 
That is that is how he said it. So, you know, again, he's a weak, weak human being. He's an awful human being. He's a, He followed Trump all the way until the end, and then Trump literally would have been fine if he was murdered. Trump didn't care, and the worst Did thing that happened was is he had to sit in a like a like a dumpster area while he didn't ruin the whole country because he had no power to do it. That's the best thing that Trump, that, that Pence ever did was he didn't ruin the country when he had no power to do so. I was wondering when he announced Cecil that he was going to be running for president. I did wonder briefly, I thought, okay, wait a minute. I got to look up and see what the requirements are in order to be president, right? Because I wasn't sure that he qualifies. You do have to be uh, 35 years old or over, which he is. You do have to be a natural born citizen, but distressingly, uh, there is no requirement that you actually be a vertebrate, which is how he qualifies. <laughs> Just absolutely no fucking backbone f- in that floppy man. Pence. Still somehow qualifies. <laughs> just so floppy when they have to hold him up on that, that motorcycle. He's just got pins that are holding them in place. Because if not, he'll just slither off the side of the motorcycle. Yeah. God. The man is like a fucking bag of juice. Uh, he's just like a bag of fucking old garbage gravy juice. walking around. Garbage juice. Because he's from Indiana. So he smells like garbage juice. He is from juice. Indiana. Yeah. Wow. God. Fucking what a, what a, this Republican primary. Cecil, think about what is happening. So far, with this it's Republican really primary. just a clown shoe ass bunch of it's people. It's got Chris Christie it's announced. Got Trump. Yeah, Chris Christie announced. And like Chris Christie, his goal, he thinks he can win, he can't win. His goal is to just hurt Trump, is to take down Trump. He's like he is the he is sort of branding himself as the Trump killer, right? And all of this, I think, is good for Trump, right? Because all of this, all of these people throwing their hat in the ring. What they're really doing is they're keeping all the national attention focused on who can beat Trump, talking about Trump. Every conversation is still a conversation that the hub of that wheel is still yeah, Trump. Everybody, and Trump yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Wants that. Absolutely right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so that's good ultimately for, for Trump. And I think he also realizes that the more people who throw their hat in the Republican primary ring, the more it dilutes the 70% of the people that will sure. not vote for Trump or not a hundred percent sold on voting. So like if he's got a 30% lock over here on lunatics and it seems like demographically he does, then it's actually good for him to subdivide up that 70% and let the sort of dogs fight that shit out. But what is also great about this, and I think it's genuinely wonderful is these guys will produce sound bites after the primary going after Trump that can just be used by anyone. Yeah. They're going to go after this guy and they're going to, they're going to create sound bites from the right that the left can use to continue to attack Trump. Well, and, and I think too, you know, this is going to be one of the first ever real, 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 real deep gloves off Republican primaries. Trump did it in 2016 or 2015. Trump, the gloves were off. He was calling, he's calling people names. He's talking over everybody. He ran like a bull in a China shop through that primary, right? I don't know if you remember, but he was awful. And then he did the same thing on the debate stage with Hillary. And he did the same thing on the debate stage when he, when he went up against Biden, he talked over him, he interrupted him. 
And and really, genuinely, I don't know if that played for him or didn't. In some ways, I, they said it didn't. They said a lot of people didn't like it. But then again, he got the 78 million votes or something crazy like that. So they right. clearly didn't bother anybody that much. But genuinely, these primaries are going to be the first time he's going to have to deal with that tactic from somebody else. Because I guarantee DeSantis is going to do the same thing to him. And I guarantee these other people who have trained him to debate. Chris Christie was training mm -hmm. him to, to debate Biden, if you remember, he was the one who was training yeah. him. So he's going to come out and do the exact same thing to Trump. He's going to talk over him. He's going to interrupt him. He's going to say things that are damning and then yeah. won't let him respond. They're going to do the same things that Trump has been doing for a long time. So let's see. And I do not think Trump is a very smart person. I think he's a bulldog no. and he will say things and he's more of an id. But I think the moment a smart person uses these tactics against him, I think he's going to be fucked. I do too, man. I think I think he could get chewed up and spit out through this primary process. And he's going to have to primary or he's going to be primaried at the same time that he is defending himself against two criminal indictments. Yeah. And I don't care who you are. That has got to take up. He's only got so much time. Yeah. You know what I no. mean? Nobody has an infinite amount of time and energy. And so what's great, Cecil, I think, is that I want him to lose all three things, right? Like I want him to go to jail. I want him to go to jail again. And I want him to lose the primary. Yeah. But I think that it is very likely he only needs to lose one of those three things for me to be very, very happy. Well, right. So he only needs to lose one out of three of those battles. He's got to fight them all. And he's an old piece of shit. <laughs> That's the other thing. He's an old fat piece of shit who should now be living under tremendous, tremendous stress. And I know this is being recorded, so I'll only say stress is very hard on the it's body. It's very hard on the heart. It's one of the leading causes of hypertension. So it yeah, is. So I also want to point out something Big fan of stress. to give you a little stress, Tom. Uh, Eugene V. Debs ran from jail. I don't know if you remember, we we covered him on uh, Inside Oh, Tation I do Media. remember that. He ran from jail and got votes. So I don't feel like that's that's going to stop him from running. He will run from jail. Also, yeah. I want to say this too, and I don't know if this, I don't know how true this is, but I'd be very interested to see if the crazy contingent does come out for his, uh, for his primaries. Because this is a type of person who probably isn't super politically connected. They're, you know, they're, they, they love Trump, but they're not like, you know, crazy and know exactly sort of when their polling place opens, they feel like a little less hinged than that. So I wonder if they will be, you know, very, very openly voting for him in the in the main election, but he might not get it because not only are they diffuse all over the entire country, but I also yeah, feel true. like they're they're uh they're not the type of people who I think might go to the polls to vote for him. I'm not sure about that. I don't know. So I'm, I'm anxious to see if that's the case, if they will come out and, and put him over the edge in any of these primary races. It's going to be a fucking shit show. Yeah. It a is going to be card. a shit show. It's a clown car. Again, it, again. It is. Is Ted Cruz say yes and, yet? Did Ted Cruz jump in yet? Oh my God. You think he's going to jump in? Oh, he went in last is, time. Are there rumblings? I would imagine he's going to jump in. I mean, come on. Oh, Look, God. it's got to be oh. the invertebrate fight off between him and Pence. They've got to decide. Oh, oh, can, I want I'm like an debate. octopus. I can oh. fit in any hole. <laughs> nah. Come on. 
<laughs> I can fit in any hole, but never fill one. <laughs> Just hold that Coke bottle up. Let me show you. <laughs> God, oh, I, I do. I want Ted Cruz to run, man. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know if I want that. What if he won? What if he? Won? Yeah, I don't know. No, yeah. Ted Cruz I, has become I, I worse over the years too. It's like I hated him before, and now I hate him even worse now. Yeah, man, he's he is he is terrifyingly stupid and incompetent. I mean, just bad and and also just mean and evil and just yeah, just he's a piece of shit. I it, it is, and I don't want to sound like I'm delighting in any of this because, and I know it does, but like what what I do find actually genuinely distressing, Cecil, is this is what everything's come to. Sure, man. I know, I know. You know what yeah. I mean? How has it come to this? How has I like you know when. When John McCain ran, and even Mitt Romney ran, and even George, less so George W. Bush, but like those at least were like, they were shitty, bad people with bad policies, but they were serious people. They were not people whose like entire lives were built on scandal and like cruelty of this like really direct nature. Like they were shitty, cruel mean-spirited, awful people. Don't get me wrong. But like, do you know what I mean? No, like, this, now we're in yeah, a place the weaponizing where it's like, of the United States government to go after people you don't like. Like, no, right. Trump is an awful person in comparison. And now things are just so bad. They're just so bad that you've got half of this country that has to make, if you're a Republican, aren't you, aren't you like furious about these choices? Yeah, man. Aren't you just like livid? that these are the options that you have now to pick yeah, from man. is these horrible, yeah. horrible people. And if you're not, if you're like, oh man, it's going to be a re is there anybody out there? Cecil's was like, Oh man, 2024, a lot of great guys up there. It's going to be a real head scratcher. I'm not sure who we're going to vote. Jesus. Wow. I, I really, I could take any one of them, you know, They're such all good so people. Good. Wow. Yeah. Sure. Fuck. I, I wanted to, while we're, while we're on Pence, let's talk for a second about his, uh, his armed guards in schools <laughs> because basically oh basically he gets asked this on stage and they say, hey, you know, there's been a lot of school shootings. What do you say? And, he's, and, his, and his response is basically there needs to be more armed guards at schools. And then the lady asks him and says, look, there were armed guards at places and they didn't do anything. And he's like, yeah, but I'm saying trained armed guards. Yeah, and, and they specifically, here's the crazy thing. They specifically refer to Uvalde, yeah. right? And they specifically are referring in that case to the police yeah. being at Uvalde. Yeah. And his response is, yeah, but I'm talking about trained ones. And it's like, so are you now saying the police aren't trained? Yeah. Are you supposed to have armed guards in the schools? Like I, like, I know he's dodging the question, but like, if I were to take him at his fucking shitty, spineless Indiana word, like... Am I supposed to think that we have to have like SEAL Team Six level of fucking training have to. in order to keep the schools safe? Yeah. Like, because he will not, he will not budge on gun control, no. right? Because the whole question is like, hey, maybe we should have less of the murdering weapons in America because there's a lot of murder, and they almost exclusively use the easiest, cheapest, dumbest fucking weapon ever invented the gun in order to murder people. So like perhaps if we had less fucking guns, that would be better. And he's just like, well, maybe we should have 
a Navy SEAL in every kindergarten. That's what we need. You know, that's the answer. A SEAL we'll just... in every pot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, well, his his reaction, though, I will say this. I watched this video, and I will say this. It is refreshing to see a politician say nothing when they're asked the question instead of just saying the dumbest shit you've ever heard. Because that's what he does. He says nothing. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm just true. this kind of guy who's like, you know, I just feel like they need to be trained. He, he just deflects. And that's like very typical politician thing to do, at least for older politicians. But Trump is not like that. Trump is just like, nah, yeah, we should kill all the kids. Or he says the dumbest shit in the right. world. And you're like, why? How did that guy? What in the world? What is happening? It's, it's, it's kind of refreshing to see somebody say bullshit and kind of hide it as bullshit. I want to read this sentence because we just, we just, you just have to hear to your point. You have to hear how much bullshit Mike Pence spews. So Pence was asked to justify his belief in expediting the death penalty for mass shooters. Most of whom are killed or intend to die during the violence. Right? So he's like, yeah, we should have the death penalty for mass shooters. And they're like, yeah, but like that, the, what? Like they're, they're already, already dead. Or, like almost they're already always. wanting to die anyway. Like, and he says, I follow these stories as closely as you do. And of course, over years in the White House, we saw one tragedy after another. And we see evidence in the aftermath that they went in without regard to whether they would survive. And then this next sentence is unbelievable. But I just believe in the deterrent of the law. How? They went in, in your previous sentence. I know. I know. They went in without regard to their survival. And you're like, but maybe if they thought they were going to die, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? You literally just acknowledged <laughs> the futility of your solution. Yeah. You like, no, you said it, you said <laughs> the futility of your solution. And then you're just like, but you know what? I say we do it the fuck anyway. You know, I, I initially had said that this was, this was good thing, you know, to hear a, a politician say this sort of thing. And then as you said that out loud, I realized his sophistication is wasted on the people who vote for him. The sophistication <laughs> to just say a lie like that and then couch it in a, a like a bullshit line of nothing. That sophistication is wasted on his voters. That level, and so that is actually de that's actually depressing. I'm depressed. I re-depressed myself. I depressed myself after I thought about it. I was like, oh no, no, that they didn't need that. Those people didn't need to hear his couching of any of this language. They could just be like, no, but I just want guns and I don't care if kids die. And if somebody said that, that wouldn't stop them from voting for them. What we need next is a Republican presidential candidate who every time he opens his mouth, the sound of TV static comes out. <laughs> Just TV static. I want to see that so bad. It's like a broken Android. It's just... <laughs> he would do well. He you know, would pull well. I, That's I the think thing. If, he, if he made the, the liberals mad, then yeah, he would do well. He would do really well. Yeah. yeah. They have screwed us on student loans that we can never get out from under. Sister, it comes from the Hill. Uh, Biden vetoes measure overturning student loan forgiveness plan. So 
Biden has vetoed the overturning of the student debt relief. How did it get through the Senate, Tom? How did the how on earth did something like this from the House get through a a a majority democratically controlled Senate? That seems weird. Can you explain it to me, Tom, very quickly? The covert, the fucking covert Republicans of Mansion and Cinema. That's how. Oh, and another one because they're fucking liars. Democrat from Montana. Get the fuck. How is there a dem? They're not Democrats. They are not Democrats. Now this is going to go to the goddamn Supreme Court, Cecil. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. It's going to go to the fucking 6-3 Supreme yeah. Court who's going to fucking drop their fucking nuts on yeah. it and be like, bruh, 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 nothing you want to ever. I'll tell Ugh, you, we're the worst. I was, it was my great hope that this could get stalled long enough so it wouldn't make it there. And the reason why I was hoping for that is because if he kicks the can down to the road to the next person the next person isn't going to enact it. They're going to be like, no, man, I can't I can't do this now. I will get fucking eaten alive if I reenact this thing. He's yeah. he, The only chance he has is if it gets enacted and he says, well, look, I, I did what I could, but I can't because the, you know, the, the Republicans essentially stack the deck against the American people. Maybe he can play it in his favor in some way. But it's such a tragedy that this is happening Especially, you know, with all this inflation that's going on, people can't afford housing anymore. We're in this really terrible place. And to not have this little bit of relief, and this is a little bit of relief when it comes right down to it, to have this little bit of relief for a lot of people in the United States, it's it's a it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy that this is happening. Yeah, this is, you know, what what's what's upsetting is that what is almost certainly gonna happen is this is gonna go to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is going to rule against this, right? Because the Supreme Court rules against anything good, always. We are not going to help people who are in need of help because we don't do the right thing whenever we're given the opportunity to. We fail. And at the same time that that happens, it will in no way curtail executive power because the decision by the Supreme Court, I guarantee Cecil, will be written so narrowly that it will deny Biden the opportunity to give loan forgiveness to people that need it, while not in any way stripping future Republicans of their ability to do awful shit, leveraging the overuse of executive power. I guarantee it. They'll just write it super fucking narrow. I am not surprised at all that Cinema, who's now an independent, by the way, and Manchin uh, voted for this sort of thing, they have shown time and time and time again that they're awful, shitty people and they shouldn't be in uh, in Congress. They shouldn't be in the Senate with those monikers. She shouldn't be an independent. She's a fucking Republican and he shouldn't be a, a Democrat. He's a fucking Republican. Yeah. Just flip sides already. You're pretending. Stop pretending. You're voting against stuff that... that and this is a not a lot of money for a, a a huge group of people in this country in comparison to a lot of things that we we write off. The PPP loans, nobody gave a fuck. Nobody blinked a fucking eye at those. Yet here we go, fucking you know a tiny. But and this isn't going to wipe out the debt of some of these people. Some of these people are in six figures worth of debt. This is only going to mitigate some of that. What they should do is shut the interest off forever on these loans. That's what they should do. They shouldn't be any yeah. interest whatsoever on these loans. If that's the case, if you're going to do that, then be like, cool, we're killing interest a hundred percent. There's no more interest on these loans. That's it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we look, look, we we always find the money to go to war. Yeah. We always find the fucking money to fund the military. We never cut the military at all. Fucking, you know, $3 million from, you know, one missile or yeah. whatever. Fucking fine. Build them all. Do it all. The military, we always find the money 
for all of that military shit. It's that old saying like, you know, call me when the fucking military has to hold a bake sale for an aircraft carrier, right? So like, and the, and the thing is like, that's true. We always have the money for this. What, what really should be the case, Cecil, is that post-secondary education should be entirely free. Right, right. All state universities, yes. all community colleges and all state universities should be entirely and 100% to the penny subsidized because that's what's good for this country. Yep. That is what is good to make American citizens better educated and better able to 100%. compete in the global workforce and the global intellectual force. If we do not want a massive fucking brain drain, if we do not want a massive competitive disadvantage overseas, we should be investing in education. Every dollar you invest in education returns yeah. more than a dollar back. Return on investment, but for man. some fucking reason, we won't do it. We just won't do it. All right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, this upcoming week, we won't have a release on Thursday, but there will be a patron one later on in the month. Uh, so if you're a patron, look out for that. There should be a funny episode. Wanted to make mention that next month, we might be missing some of our extra drops because uh, I am going on vacation. We might not be able to record a ton ahead of time. So we will still have four regular shows and then I will be coming back later on in the month. So we might have a couple extras later on but it might be that there might not be a lot of extra stuff that's happening in uh, in July. It's just the way uh, our schedules work out. There's we don't have a ton of time between now and then to to make up that that time. And Tom has been very busy moving, so we just didn't have an opportunity uh, to record ahead of time as much as we wanted to. So there may be a few extra shows that aren't posted in July. We'll let you know exactly when those are going to be hitting. Uh, but just letting you know ahead of time uh, in the next month there probably won't be. But this month. There will be an extra patron show later on, we promise. All right, that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. 
produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.